everybody. Hi. It's the recruiting animal here on September 27th. 2017. It's almost the end of September. And today I want to talk to you about visionaries. You know, people say I'm obsessed with them, but really we see it in uh, our recruitosphere, let's say, all the time. And no one ever defines what it really means. It takes someone like me to do that for you. And that's what I'm going to do right here today. I think a vision is the ability to see the far reaching ramifications i hope that's not too big a word for you the far-reaching ramifications consequences of some fact based on a small bit of evidence that no one else takes seriously here's an example from godfather part two i'm going to choose movies as my examples because you know i'm talking to the common people and that's what they understand michael corleone goes to cuba at the very end of 1958 just a few days before New Year's, and he sees in the street a rebel, an anti-Batista rebel, blow himself up like a suicide bomber to kill some police, and he concludes from that that the rebels are going to win because of the level of commitment uh, of their soldiers, so to speak. So he refuses to invest in Cuba. I would say that this is a visionary insight, one event leads to a major conclusion. There's one problem, however. Castro took over on January 1st, 1959, just a few days later, right? So it's not like Al Pacino came up with this idea out of nowhere. There was a, a war going on there, okay? But otherwise, if you know, he saw something like that happen and he saw, hey, you know, two years down the road, there's going to be a change in the government, that would be visionary, Here's another example. I'm going to go on a bit too long today, okay? The Big Short is a movie about the collapse of the stock market in 2008. A guy named Michael Burry, he saw it coming, and he bet the farm on it. He put his money where his mouth was, and everybody was against him. I would say that was visionary. Here's another example. If your office was in the World Trade Center... For the 1993 bombing and you decided to get out of there because you were pretty sure the terrorists were going to try again yeah you had more insight than a lot of other people but i have to ask you something even if we agree that michael burry had much greater insight than everybody else around one thing the 2008 crash does that mean he was a visionary all the time no what if you're only a visionary about one thing? Can you call yourself a visionary for the rest of your life? Finally, what is a visionary in recruiting? If you, uh, let's say, in October 1993 when the Internet went public, yes, that's the right date. If you saw right then that online search would be a major issue in recruiting, I would be willing to call you a visionary. But visionary doesn't simply mean that you're smart or that you've mastered some skill better than everyone else? It's too glorious a title, okay? It's too darn vain. And uh, if you're going to call yourself a visionary, then it's kind of bogus. At least that's what it means to me, okay? Uh, and if you're interested in this visionary stuff, I want you to stay tuned to... Let me open Jerry's mic first. He shows up way too late. Jerry, Jerry! What show is it? I, I, I can't do it. I can't you do it today. You are a creep. Shame on you. 
I can't Shame do it. Shame on you, Jerry. Do you okay. even want to care about me anymore? What is this? I can't do it. The recruiting animal. <laughs> No, thank you, Jerry. Thanks, no, to you. Hey. Yeah, screwed it up for me. No, again. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, uh, it's, I got, I got, I got some situations going on here. Yeah, no, thanks for letting me know, okay? Thanks for letting me know. And the, the guest, you know, two minutes. I, I, I'm asking area code 903, are you the guest? It's Graham Caulfield in, in Texas, right? There's oh, no Graham, guest. how's it going? No, Jerry, nobody's there, okay? So let me just get on with the show. First of all, as usual, I want to say thank you to my wonderful sponsors, Martin Snyder, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Mm -hmm. Army Knife of Recruiting Software, and Nintran of Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. Nin, at this moment, is down at uh, SourceCon, which I believe is in Austin, Texas. This year, I want to give a shout-out, of course, to our good friend, Kathy Manis, who just woke up from her coma a couple of weeks ago. But I know that she said on Facebook that she's frightened about her health. Well, Kathy, if you feel scared, I want you to just remember that you've got us rooting for you here on the Recruiting Animal yes. Show. The person yes. who's shuffling stuff in the background, shut up, okay? That's not for this show. Put yourself on mute, you creep. Unless, okay. unless that is Kathy. No, Kathy can't do it either. Okay, really? look, wow. I don't care if it's, you know, uh, wow. a support. nobody makes noise. Don't call into the show if you want to make noise, okay? Then who's okay? doing that? It stopped. Okay, look, uh, I have a question for everybody before we get going. It's an important strategic question. Is bullshit an okay word for people to use on the Recruiting Animals show? Any, anybody got an opinion? All the lines are open. Uh, is bullshit okay, or is it, you know, too risque? No comment? Okay. Uh, There's a drinking game called bullshit. I'd say if you're referencing that, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. Okay. Okay, let's move on to the guest. Was that the guest? Bad word. bad word? Okay. The guest is Jeff Anderton. Did you show up, Jeff? Did you show up? I I dialed in. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, you might have done it before 12 o'clock. Thank you for coming eventually. You're not in an airport, are you? I am not in an airport. I, I wish I was, though. That would mean I'd be going somewhere. No, no. We had that last week. Trust me, you don't wish that. Yeah, that was no Jeff's, good. Yeah, Jeff's Twitter address is Jeff, J-E-F-F, underscore Anderton, A-N-D-E-R-T-O-N. Is it enough Who cares? to say you're a tech? Who cares? Who Shut uses up. Twitter Isn't anymore? Nobody does care. Shut really. up. I haven't even so, logged so in So stop there it with like the telling. Yeah, stop it. With the, we don't care about people's Twitter addresses. We just I don't. I agree. I, I don't why, even care. Why don't we hand out his Twitter. fax number? Give give us his fax number too while you're at it. Well, I have about his old landline that he hasn't used in seven years. <laughs> Did anybody see Back to the Future? Uh, or Pack to the Future Part 2, they've got a fax in the wall at everybody's house. Was that visionary? I mean, people didn't get faxes, but they did get electronic mail. Everybody has it in their homes. Was that visionary? I I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, 
I was thinking about it when I was writing my intro, my little monologue. Okay, so is it enough, Jeff, to say that you're a tech recruiter? Is that enough of an introduction for you? And I do tech recruiting. I I also do sales recruiting, and I do like administrative. Are you on a speakerphone? Are you on support. a speakerphone? Are you on a speakerphone? I'm, I'm not really Put on it, but I'm cool. using it. How's that? Is that Put better? Put your mouth. Put your mouth closer to a receiver. If I was okay, on a wake up. Phone, I, I would Don't break make it. me go crazy at the beginning of a show. I'm mad enough already. You okay? do that. You do that naturally. You do that every week, anyways. I've got good reason. Okay, look, look. <laughs> I just read an article. So why are you? So it's tech recruiters too much. Is there something important you have to say about who, what you do? Yeah, like I was saying, I rec- I do recruit some technical people. I recruit salespeople and then some project managers slash operations slash support people, kind of those three areas. Okay, good. Good. I was going to say it's great to have you back, okay? Anyway, I just read an article, listen to this, called, and this is why I asked that question, email recruiting is bullshit. And here's what it says. Come on, recruiters, most <laughs> candidates are drowning in email. So forget about it. Even personalized email is no darn good. Just pick up the phone and call the person to arrange an ideal time to talk. She will be pleasantly surprised that you took the time to call her <laughs> to discuss what she needs. You know, I think you they agree just with rotate or... between three articles. They rotate between email's no good, LinkedIn is no good, and phone is no good. So one article will say, don't call anyone because they don't answer and they don't return voicemails. Then another article says, don't email anyone because they get too many emails and won't return them. And then another article says, don't use LinkedIn messaging because nobody returns them because they're inundated. So I don't know how people Uh get recruited anymore because I read an article that says all three methods are no good every other week. It's freeing up a lot of my time, personally. I mean, it, what do you use to take all that advice? I mean, it's, it's, I, I use all three, and then I I use all three to ask people who they know. I mean, I I don't think anything's changed. It's just it's a numbers game with all three. Animal, animal, you, when you, animal. Hold on, yeah. hold on, animal. Just just to go back to your latest um, uh, infatuation with this whole visionary thing. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just got a job description from a customer. And by customer, I mean a company that's actually paid me money and currently owes me money. So just to clarify that, not every company is a customer or client. The requirement, the first line of the requirement, drive the long-term product vision and key drivers of the new product strategy. Are they looking for a visionary? No. No, they want to. Look like to do no. Product plan. vision? They how could That's you know no what plan. the product vision nope. is if you? Nope. I'm just telling you. That's just marketing. Okay, no, somebody else is supporting me. Okay, let, let, Jerry, put that one to the side. That's a dumb example. This guy was just saying something interesting. Which do you, what's your primary? I thought that's the thing about this show is people talk about interesting stuff and we we, we talk all, all I over. I all three. Well, four if you count, you know, that's asking people who they know. Hold on, I, no, I don't, no, 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 if you if you're recruiting somebody. You see someone on LinkedIn that you think is good. Do you phone them, or do you email them, or do you text them? Well, if, if you, I'm connected, preferred... it depends if I'm connected to them. If they're a first level, I'll see what contact info I have. If I have a cell phone, I, I text, which most everyone's it's a cell phone. If if there's no cell, I'll email, and if there's neither, I'll send a message. But usually, if there's just an email, I'll send I'll send a LinkedIn message, and then I'll send a separate email. 
and then see which okay, one they reply you, to, and then I know that's the one they would prefer to communicate through. What if you've never had any contact with this person before? Okay, you don't have an email address. You don't have a uh, cell phone. It depends phone on the situation. Uh, then I see if I know somebody who knows them, or I'll see if I can find their work email and do a "Hey, who do you know?" email. Maybe call them at work, leave a voicemail. I guess it just depends. It depends if I'm in an introverted or extroverted mode. If I'm making a lot of phone calls, I'm likely to pick up the phone. If it's at night or on the weekend or first thing in the morning or after lunch when I'm kind of dragging, I'll probably just shoot them a LinkedIn message in mail, or if I have an email, I'll shoot that. Well, that's a novel answer. I have to say I haven't heard that. But what, what is this you're saying <laughs> that you're going to send them Yeah, I mean, you're going to send them a – Oh, who, who do you, you know? know? Like then it's email. not like, well, if I email somebody at work, I'm not going to say, "Hey, are you interested in this job?" Because I, you know, I just think that's a little, little tacky. But I'll say, "Hey, I'm working on this job. I thought you might have a friend or previous coworker who might be interested in talking to me about it." And it's obviously a job they would be interested in. So, you know, they'll either say, "I'm interested," or "I know somebody," or "Don't respond," or "Don't email me at work." You know, one of those four or five responses. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Maureen, are you still with us? Is there anybody on Twitter? Jerry I'm said here. Nobody's I'm using here. Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Are there any questions on Twitter for me? Are there any questions on Twitter for me? I've been putting questions out. Do Who do you know emails? No, no, I'm not really talking work? about you, okay? okay oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Go back on mute. Don't make me, don't make me angry. They do work. Okay, look. So okay, so you send this phony thing. What's the question? What's the what do you uh, mean phony? headline you use? What do you mean phony? Well, you you really want to recruit the person, and you're pretending to look for a referral. Okay, that's phony. no, I'm not pretending uh, anything. Your... I want to recruit them or someone they know if they're not interested. So there's there's no yeah, pretending involved. Yeah, but you don't involved. say that you want to recruit them. You say it's obvious that uh, the position is suitable for them, but you don't say that. You ask well, for something else. Well, I actually don't else. even say it's that obvious is phony. that it's suitable that's to them. That's phony. And look, I don't how mind. Is it the... phony? Phony's okay. Phony's okay. Don't be afraid well, of the word. Phony, it's phony. Define, define phony in this context. You want one thing, you're asking for another. That's phony, okay? I don't think it is. Because if they're not yeah, interested, I want to know if they Okay, know you're right. I'm not going to argue that it, point. It, it, What's it your subject right, line? Because you just lost the argument, so that was a smart decision. Yeah, I lost. Carry no on. big deal. What's your subject line? <laughs> What's your subject line? In the email? Yeah. Or the LinkedIn message? The email. Well, it depends because HubSpot just put out a report that no title, no subject message lines get a better response than any other single type of subject line. Now, if you break it down by category, they've done testing that certain jobs, certain candidates, certain industries respond better, but a lot of times I just leave it blank. No way. Yes, way. Does anybody want to comment on that? A blank email? I want to see that study. Act- I want to, I what want does to it see say on study. there? Yeah, no it was subject? either HubSpot or Inside Sales. Yeah. Uh, Here, I'll Google it quick, say? see if I can I, find it. No, no, I'll, I'll pull it up. I, but, uh, I'm a no, no, you don't. You're the guest. You're the guest. You pay attention to well, me, we, we not use to the Jim, term okay? guest loosely on this show. We, we use that term loosely. Sometimes. Don't we? Today? Sometimes 17 email okay, subject look. lines, sales reps swear by and why. HubSpot, April 3rd, 2017. I think this is it. 
But go ahead. I'll be quiet. Uh, listen, that's I a, got listeners. Please, clickbaity title. You know, please, please pay attention to me, okay? So Maureen is actually the only person who emails me without subject lines, and it says no subject. Is that what it's going to say at the end, the other end, when you don't put in a subject? It'll just say no subject? I don't know. I'm not on the other end, thankfully. Well, you should know Blank. if you're sending emails with <laughs> no Research subject from line. HubSpot sales revealed that no subject line is the most powerful subject line of all. An analysis of 6.4 million emails showed that messages with a blank subject line were open 8% more often than those with subject lines. So what do you think of that, Adam? I think 6.4 million compared one, to your, your visionary-type theory. Which That's one's pretty correct? strong. If you go and you search... This changes everything for me. Yeah, I mean, 6.4 million email study? What, do you, what did you study? What's your study based there, on? There are 40, 40 articles about HubSpot lines, subject lines. They put one up yep. every week. Every week. Well, I'm, I just read you verbatim what they said, that uh, no, no subject line gets open more. It gets open 8% <clears> more than, the, and than any other email with a subject How line. That's based open? on 6.4 million emails. Open? How do you define open? What do you think I define open? Oh, well, I know how I define open. I know how you track emails. Hey, if so you don't how, understand, where's your, you where's your rebuttal to my stat, to my to my defense yeah, of your, your statement rebuttal. that that you do don't they believe that? Open? How do they track? They open, open the email. The marketing program. What do you no, mean? How you, you click on it. You click on it. You open the email. That's what open means. You guys are totally off. You have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, hold on a second. Let us hear this get a preview. Is, that is just not how it's done. You can't trust people saying that and say, how did they track it? Let me see the code, and I'll tell you how they tracked it. Hey, sorry, guys. So you're, you're saying HubSpot, this HubSpot article is incorrect okay, based wait on a their 6.4 million emails. Okay, wait a second. You guys, okay, it's fine. Okay, it's been challenged. I just did a trial email. Don't make me mute. It was a Reddit rep endorsed it as well. So HubSpot's don't incorrect in their study. Okay, don't make me hey, use that's anybody. Online. Okay, it's got to be talking to now. written online to sell stuff. I don't. No, they're okay, not selling the anything. In the fact, they're, Rich, uh, they're telling you you don't HubSpot need to does. buy people's studies of emails for what the most catchy subject line is. They're saying forget whatever email you got saying this is that's the best line. Don't you use any line. That's what they're saying. If you really like the web, I'm buying it. I'm, yeah, I'm believing it. I'm feeling guys, it. If you look at their I website, like they show you the source for every everything they're talking about, and it's different sources. It's not just them. I I just Mark, sent myself a test email just to see what it looked like without a subject line. Did and you open I it? ended up opening it. Did and you I knew it? what was in there. <laughs> so if I can dupe myself. I open every email Stop without in. a subject line. I email so many people and leave so many voicemails. I don't know who's getting back to me by email. Why would I not open an email just because there's no subject line? It might explode. Hey, you know what? People on this show should realize. People on this show should realize that everybody can't talk at the same time. Because I get the complaints about it. People say I'm never listening to your show again because everybody's talking over well, each other and I can't about make it out. Things on your show, not just that. Yeah, so what? Fox News. Like <laughs> this is a great get, cutting me up. Okay, okay. Here's a question related to. I'm going to start taking a knee during your monologue. How about that? 
<laughs> oh, you know what? I was going to talk about that, but. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's okay. You can bend your knee anytime, Jerry. Just don't get on both knees. Okay. Now, look, uh, should, yeah, should you know? Here's another related question. Should you know, as a recruiter, thank you, Jim, for your interjection there, by the way. Should you know what the candidate wants before you call? You said, okay, Jeff, that it's pretty obvious this position is suitable for the person you're sending it to, even if you don't say so. Uh, but really, if you've never spoken to somebody before, can you really know that a particular job is going to be rewarding for her? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would think that someone, you know, would maybe want to make more money than they're making or work for a different company that's God. better than their company. Recruiting 101, gosh, that, 20 years ago, we I was taught never pitch a job because you get a yes or a no. This is Paul Lipman. Uh-huh. Yeah, always pitch. Never pitch a job. Well, never never pitch a job. Job. If, you, if you talk about specific things within the industry, like a lot of jobs, you know, with salespeople, there's a lot of the reasons they switch jobs. Good salespeople, there's, there's you know, like a top five list, a top ten list. If you reference maybe two or three of those things, and those things are going on in their world when you email them, then your timing's right, and that, you know, has them kind of piques their curiosity or an example. Their Give me an example, and I'm going to go to an ad. Give me an example. Give me an example. Like or do you want time to think about it? Well, changing what the size of an enterprise account is or a national account is, you know, changing commission hold on. So structure. You, you, hold on. Wait a sec. No, no. Are you coming with inside dope about that company? You say, hey, I recently heard that you guys have gerrymandered your sales territories and you got screwed. <laughs> well, uh, that, and, that, and is, maybe that is a strategy. That wasn't the one I was Reference. I mean, if I find that out, I will, I will definitely use that in emails and, and voicemails and LinkedIn. But I was referencing more in general. Like, so I would say, hey, this company has uh, very large territories for their reps. Uh, they have very wide criteria as to how big of, you know, big of the target companies you can contact. Because, like, some companies, they'll change, like, they'll, they'll recruit an enterprise sales rep from a competitor and it, to get them over and to keep them happy, they'll kind of lower the the level of how many employees or how much annual revenue determines it, that it's an enterprise account and it has to go to that person to get them on board. Where Then what that does is that hurts the reps that are already there. Now they can't go after those bigger accounts. So I'll reference that in a general way. And it's just, again, it's a timing thing. So if those things are going on in that sales rep's life at that time and I reference that, a lot of times that'll be like, Oh yeah, you know what? They're screwing me on this, screwing me on that. I'm, let me see what this guy has to talk about. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, you're coming, then you're assuming that you're going to know tons about the person's company before well, you approach someone. Well, they're human, and never... I can learn about their company, and I know their job title. So I mean, okay, it's not Hold on a that sec. complicated. I want. I want, yes, it is. I want to know. Next question is going to be, how do you find out about the company? First, I'd have to do an ad. Hey, everybody, PC Recruiter is one of my sponsors. They're my biggest sponsor. Thank you, PC Recruiter. And you know what? I have a Facebook group, and I have to say, Jerry's got the best picture that goes with this question. It's him on the back of a boat with a seal right beside him, a seal looking, uh, looking at us with Jerry's face right beside the seal. And whenever I see that picture, I think of this question, what ATS should I, should I use? <laughs> Every day, people are asking, what a 
ATS should I use? And I see in my mind Jerry and that seal, okay? So I want to hear from you. What should I be telling you about PC Recruiter? I'm already saying the PC Recruiter is diverse. It's good for all kinds of recruiting, direct hire, executive search, uh, temp staffing, everything. It's really good for that. And I always tell you, big or small, we fit them all. You can be a solo recruiter. You can be a massive company with a huge recruiting staff. They love you, okay? And they're going to take good care of you no matter what size you are. So I said two things now. They're diverse. They're good for all kinds of recruiting. They're inclusive. Uh, They want you if you're big or if you're small. Am I missing anything? I know I've talked before about their uh, partners, their tech partners. I might mention them later in the show, but they want to serve you too, and they're top rate. Am I missing anything? Please let me know. Please let me know. What can I tell you more that I'm not telling you about PC Recruiter? And if there's anything that I say that I want you to remember, it's this. I do know I want you to remember this. PC Recruiter loves you. Yes, they do. So go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Thank you. Going back to hey, our friend Jeff. Yeah. yeah. I, dug, I dug into that story. I can explain how full of shit it was if everybody wants to hear it. Okay, as long as you don't go on too long. The 24-year-old at HubSpot who wrote that back in 2014 after studying signals, which is basically a glance at the data, the idea of not having a subject line worked with people who had already you already knew. So if I send you a note, Animal, you can read it in the preview, which is why you would open it from there. It doesn't apply to cold emails. It doesn't apply to lists that are sent out. It's basically if your mom sent you a note without a subject, you open it. You can go look at archive.org. I'll post it on Recruiting Animal. You guys just don't mess with me in this world. That's right. Jim, what's your interest in disproving that fact? That's because if it's Uh true, I wanted to know it. I absolutely wanted to know it because I'm going to start sending them out. But it wasn't true. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. You have to go ahead. ahead. You know what? Next time you come back, we'll call Jim. You'll look for more ammo, and we'll make sure Jim's on the show. <laughs> no, hey, it's only true. true. I'll, I'll believe it. I just I don't know if that that's all true. I don't know if we're looking at the same article. Yeah, I don't know. Let's leave that topic, please. I'm begging you guys, don't no, wreck my show. Don't wreck it. <laughs> he was trying to do something different, which is really important. And it, it, hey, it's yeah. better to make a mistake than to do the same old thing and never learn. So, I mean, uh-huh. cheers. Just the okay. no, I'm with you guys. I, I'm enjoying the listening to both of you, but I have to move on. I have to go to a new topic, okay? Now, look, Jeff was talking about approaching a candidate with an email or a cold phone call and you know, telling them something that is relevant to them and knowing what's relevant, what's going to interest them. And he said it's easy to research companies and find out what's going on there, okay? So that was a question I was actually going to ask you. What do you do to research a company to get all this info that you know you can use to? Well, you look for articles online that they're mentioned in, and then even easier is, uh, or more easy is, just to talk to people that work there and just find out what's going on. Well, give me an example. Well, you you you're connected to somebody. You call them. You just ask them. You know how how's it going? How's sales? How's marketing? Are sales and marketing aligned? 
you know, what's what's the strategy? Are they getting you leads? Are they are they getting you intelligence and research? Are you doing it all on your own? What's the you know what's uh, what's your sales manager like? What's he like to work for? You know, you guys hitting your numbers. What's the competitors like? Like anyone, anytime you and, talk to anyone if, at Oracle or SAP, or uh, 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 what if you don't know anybody in the company? Because like what you're talking about now is someone who's a songbird. My friend called those people songbirds. They'll tell you anything. They'll have a long conversation with you and try to help you. What if you don't have that kind of contact in a company already? You want to approach someone in that company. How can you well, get information? Well, then you just look on LinkedIn and well, then you, you just start a conversation with them and just ask them about how their career is going. And I like to say what what's on your wish list? Like what what would interest you, you know, in the future and cause you to think about making a move? And then he's talking about Lippman, that, you and then you here? get into Paul the company. Paul Lipman, Paul Lipman, are you still here? I am. What's your comment on that? If you don't know, you know? anybody in a company, okay, can you have ammo to come in? Is there stuff you know uh, may help you know that your position? Yikes. Who's doing that, Jerry? What's that? A Jerry, bag of chips? Stop eating your lunch. I mean, yeah, that's Jerry. Paul Lipman, no, is there infra- you? can you get information so that you know when you approach somebody that your position is going to appeal to them in advance? No. I mean, I don't know what their what their hot buttons are. I've got to ask them. You know, what's their pushes okay. and pulls? But okay, you yeah, that's what I think, too, that but I read an article. Yeah. I read an article just before the show. You should know that before you call. How can you know that if you've never talked to the person before? Well, our, our well, guest Jeff you know is saying there's were, all kinds of ways to find out. If they were referred to you, that's the only I way you're going to know. I said two ways. You can, talk, you can learn about the company and then use that as your intro, or you can intro with what would interest you and then get into the company. Yeah, Are you okay. open no, to no, hearing about an opportunity that's better than what you're currently doing? That's all. That's my opening that's line. Jerry, Boom. Yeah, okay. Okay, how do you, what do you think, Jeff, about that opening line? Are you interested in hearing about an opportunity that's better than what you're currently working with? That's a standard line. What do you think, Jeff? I'm interested Anderson? in hearing, and I like the line. Thank okay. you, Pete Lefkowitz. <laughs> we all made money off of Petey. Yeah, I mean, some I, I questions, I mean. Uh, like that, that chart flip it? thing, the handle objections. I just have it at home. Okay. Mm, okay, nice. Jeff Anderton. Jeff Enderton, uh, do candidates lie to you? Absolutely. Everybody you lies. What, you, what, you, what type of question is that? Oh, no, we're we're, we're certainly got a master's class going on here today, don't we? God. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'm going to tell you liars. I think, look, I think there's fantastic info on this show, just as good as you can get from some conference or, or, or class, and it's free. Look, who's here? What Jim do you mean Durbin, by that? Jerry, conference Paul Whitman, Jeff Anderton. What, yeah. what, what conference are you slamming? Yeah, and what I'm quack not slamming are you any conference. I'm just saying you just did. Did. You know, people say, you, no, you I didn't put that slam on conference. any conference. Well, you, re- you, okay. you inferred that this, this phone call is as good or better than a conference or a quack. So we yeah. want to know what conferences were better than. Did Absolutely. I say, did I say <laughs> quack? Okay. Look, you did. I'm gonna conference or quack. Are you are you calling okay. Paul Leskowitz a quack? 
No, Pete, I didn't Pete say Lampard. that. And, he's and the, the only Tony Ranch. Brought up we today, should all man. meet at the look, tall Tony Ranch. God. Look, it, you're you guys, tough on this man. Don't make, me have to, don't make me have to edit out half the show. Uh, he invites uh, Jeff Anderson, this, this if you, abuse. He thrives on it. Jeff Anderson, do you want to tell us when some examples of how candidates lie to you and what you do about it? Yeah, they you tell you they're not interviewing question. anywhere else. They tell you that. You know, they want 80 grand base, and then you get it, and then they say, no, I'd really want 100. They, they tell you their wife's okay with the job, and then she's not. You know, they tell you they hate their boss, and then their boss has a talk with them after you give them an offer, and they decide to stay. They, I mean, what don't they lie about? They tell you how, you know, they tell you their Trust. average deal size is more than it is. They brought in $1.2 million last year, and they only brought in 800000 I mean, take your pick. And how do you discover that, and what do you do when you discover it? Well, you can ask questions in different ways. Maybe, like, I'll take notes the first time they say stuff and then go back and ask it again or verify it again in either the same way or a different way on another call and, and see if they're, they give me Can the you same remember one numbers. actual instance? Can you remember what you just gave us an interesting list? Can you remember one actual in, in incident where somebody lied and show us how you dealt with it? Yeah, well, actually, I had a, a a copier rep told me his average deal size was like I think he said it was forty two or forty four thousand, and then when I was prepping him for the interview, he told me it was twenty eight thousand. And I like had my notes there, and I asked him, you know, and and then it kind of just went. It didn't really go haywire, but he was kind like I could see he was fumbling a little, and when we did the math of of everything, it it did seem like it was somewhere in between. And, you know, I said, well, just be careful when they're asking you this because I've already, you know, emailed them and said this, and now you're saying this, and now we're figuring it out to this. You know, he's like, well, you know, some stuff was about to close, but it didn't, so maybe I included that in the first figure, you know, just stuff like that. He's a liar. That was an so excellent you, you example. Excellent example. Yeah, Thank you. you. Handled it diplomatically, yeah, so but yet let the guy know that, hey, I am paying attention. Your story has changed. You've got an interview coming up, and it better not change there because they already know right. what I told them. Fantastic. You can end the show right now, and we can all walk away having method. learned something. Yeah, and then you just blame it on okay. different accounting methods. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, but you know the guy's not trustworthy. You're not ruling him, him or her out at that point. Nah, that doesn't mean they're not well, trustworthy, I mean, man. You know, he was, he was kind of counting a deal that he thought was going to close and then, and then that would up his averages. And and he so, wanted to sound like I a good know. candidate. He wanted to be qualified. He's interested in this job. Help this guy. <laughs> He's a wild animal. Yeah. Man, you animal. You act like once you catch anybody, you just nail them to the wall. Yeah, you do like to persecute. Man, I just it's okay. <laughs> Weekly, does, I'm anybody think that, does anybody think there's a huge red flag here? No? Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> because before you know, uh, throughout the rest of the week, say, everybody on the animal show encourages candidates to lie all the time. <laughs> there Not are lie, some times calculate and, and, and make the numbers accurate. Yeah. Is it is like encouraging them to breathe? Some okay. lies are different than others, animal. 
Yeah, okay. Well, gee, no, some of them, some of them are just exaggerations without point, really Jerry. looking into the details just so they can be a little more qualified. Other lies are lies that show us that they're really not interested in a change. Whether it's well, uh, you know, my wife just told I me I have to pick up the kids from school this afternoon. I can't make it to that interview. See, that's a lie that I'm going to talk to somebody about their interest level versus his numbers were wrong on the copier machine he thought he sold but actually didn't sell. Huge difference. You know, and if you can't see the difference between the two, get out of this business! <laughs> you know, I just asked them the very diplomatic. I say, help me to understand something. And then I'll say, you know, you said this and you did this or these numbers don't add up. Help me to exp- explain it to me, just so I understand, so I could better represent you. That's the best way to and, tell and somebody is, you caught them lying without being a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, hey, but, help uh, me understand you, this just is, a little bit. I'm confused. The thing is, whether you, with you, when you catch them lying, is, is whether you feel comfortable sending them out to the, to the company. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Jeff Anderton, the guest. Uh, you have an MSN. <laughs> I asked you for your email address yesterday, and you gave me an MS, .msn address. Is that what you use for business as well? No. Okay. Just wondered. <laughs> Last week we had a you big discussion about – You consider this business? No, well, I, I asked you if Just you're using kidding. that for business as well. <laughs> Just kidding. Last week we had a big discussion on whether it's okay to use an AOL.com address, and then I see you've got an MSN address, which isn't really much different. So, it's, it's a, in fact, I've almost never seen them. So I just wondered why you were using almost it. Almost never? What does that mean? Yeah, Very make rare. A note of that. Okay. That means explain that. Uh, yeah. So less than ten, more than. Give me, give me some some yep. data. Give me some. Give me some numbers. Maybe one a year. Means almost know, one never. a year. One, one a year. year. Over how okay. many years? One a year. <laughs> Over how many years? Over infrequently. Yeah, very infrequently. Okay. Do you wow, use there, an there online schedule? There seems to be a lot of gray area in that Do answer. You I don't use, know. Hey, let's get some practical stuff. How honest are you here? Are you fabricating numbers just to make a statement on a radio show? I, I'm not applying for a job, okay? So I, I can lie without consequence. Oh, okay, so you, no, you look, are lying. Uh, you've, you've just admitted that you're lying I lie, right now. Yeah. Sometimes oh, I sometimes. lie. Yeah. So what do you what do you lie Don't about wreck the, the most? show. <laughs> don't wreck the I show. I think I'm providing enjoyment you, for the show. I don't think so. We want to know what you lie schedule. about, Animal. What do you lie about? You're so busy trying to find out what candidates and recruiters lie about. We want to know what do you lie about? Sometimes I'll make something up and I'll say I read it, okay? There. Like what do you make up? Uh, like that thing I read to you. I read to you in the beginning. <laughs> I read an article about email, and it essentially said what I said, but it didn't say the title wasn't email recruiting is bullshit. It was how to approach a candidate. That was the actual okay. title of the article. Okay. So you yeah. embellished it. Are you happy now? I am, actually. Yeah. Okay. I, I got yeah. you to admit something you lied about on air. I'm pr- pretty proud okay. of myself. Okay, look. Look, let, let, I want to give some content, some takeaway content to the, like to the people listening recruiter. to the show. Well, they they, they can take uh, away that you lie to us. We we've established that, right? They already so know that. Thing. Okay. <laughs> if you're a regular listener, you kind of get you know that already. Now now listen, listen to me. Do you use an online scheduler? Yes or no? No. Like, why not? I I so maybe the you thing don't know about it. It drives me nuts because like. 
they make it seem like it's so easy, but next thing you know, I'm clicking like five freaking times. I'm entering all this info. No, just send me a freaking email. Can you do Tuesday at 2? No. How about Wednesday at 4? Yes, done. And then I schedule it and send out and out. Like, it's gotten, it's, it's, they, they trick you. They make you think it's so easy. And then it's easy for the people who send the calendar invite. But then when you have to confirm a time, I have to enter all this crap. It's just, I don't like it. What are you talking okay. about? What do you mean, who has to enter what? The last calendar invite I got, I had to enter my name, my email. There was, like, some other thing that got sent to me. I had to click to confirm. It just oh. annoyed me. Just shoot me oh, an email, they, and I'll set they... a reminder in Outlook. Okay. I don't know. I'm tired of going back and forth. It's a lot easier. I get about a 10% response on Calendly. It works out great. Cool. 10%? That's that's good? That's good. <laughs> that's it's a lot better than uh, – it's a lot fewer than – I get having, like a yeah. 90% with Outlook emails. Hey, ah. can you do this day? No. Can you do this day? No. Can you do this well, day? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it takes away I'm some of the percentage. 100%. Yeah, so I mean, no, I, I think I'm 90 just to be modest. When okay, I say, well, here's the thing. If I'm actually emailing somebody directly, I get that. But I'll put Calendly in my email, in my uh, recruiting emails, and I get maybe 10% of the responses that want to talk to me will use the Calendly. Most uh-huh. say, yeah, because call me. Tyron Giuliani, Tyron Giuliani over in Japan, he says if you use, if I remember correctly, he says if you use Calendly, you'll save a week of uh, hours, like 40 hours in a year. Of, of nonsense kind of uh, dickering over times and scheduling. And so just, you know, I'm surprised to hear Jeff Anderton is also, I assume, uh, an expert recruiter, maybe not a visionary. Uh, uh, definitely to, not to, a visionary to, and definitely not an expert. To, co- to condemn it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I wouldn't be so quick to, move on to, to encourage us all to move, avoid nonsense I, I and dickering because this show would I, go right down the drain. I text with yeah. a lot of candidates, too, so – you know, texting to me is even easier. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, hey, text okay, me when you, you can actually... go outside and talk, and, and then I'll call you as soon, okay. as, I, as soon as I get it. I like, think he's more like of an that. expert that he's letting on. Oh, maybe so. Uh, do you uh, do you try to sound enthusiastic on a cold call? Uh, that's something Rich Rosen does, and I want you to think of that while I do my ad for Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hire Tool. It's like a sneeze. Hire tool. But I say hire tool. And so do lots of other people. And hire tool is the super duper recording tool. Re- recording. Recruiting tool. Okay. I'm no visionary, that's for sure. But you know, Nintran and the whole hire tool crew are down at SourceCon in Austin. So if you're there and you're listening to this show, go and say hi to them and say that you heard about them here, okay? Because Hire Tool is a full-service sourcing tool. That's why they're down there. You tell it what you want, and it writes search strings for you. So you can be stupid. You don't know how to – you don't have to be able to write Boolean search strings yourself, and even not stupid, just ignorant, okay? It does it for you. You can search Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, and a pile of other relevant websites as well very easily. It dumps it down for you. I know maybe they don't like me insulting people that way, but I need dumb stuff. I need beginner stuff. I'm not smart. I'm not a thought leader. I'm not a visionary. So I need tools that make it easy to do great sourcing. And that's what Hire Tool does for you. H-I-R-E. 
T-U-A-L. One more thing. When you get the results back, it ranks the candidates for you, who's best down to who's worst. It tells you what they might be earning and if the tool thinks it's time for them to leave. Okay? So it gives you a lot of extra guest information about that as well. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Higher tool, higher tool, higher tool. Back to my guest, Jeff Anderton. Do you try to sound enthusiastic and breathless about the search you're working on when you call somebody <laughs> Jeff Anderton? Well, you know, excited. I, I would, However, you know, I don't think hey, breathless hey, has ever I got used. something for you. You'll never no. believe it. You know. Not not initially. I mean, I just keep it professional and maybe mirror and match them a little. Like if they're soft-spoken, I'll go that route. If they're more energetic, I'll go that route. But then down the road, I will get enthusiastic about things if I feel like they don't realize what opportunity they're looking at or they're kind of letting a negative emotion affect them in a way that I don't think is best for them. I'll get enthusiastic then. So you'll get enthusiastic and give them pep talks once you yourself believe that this is a great job for them. Is that right? Yeah, it's like like Steve. Look, you know, if you stay where you're at, you're never going to make more than this. It's you're in your comfort zone. It's time to make a move, and and, and this is a, as good of a move as you're going to be able to make in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Say something like that. See what they say. Yeah. How do you know that Steve's not? How do you know Steve's never going to make any more money in his current position? How do you know he is? That's not an answer. That's my response. <laughs> okay. You know, Corn Ferry says that women earn the same as men in the same jobs. Do you agree? I read that today, yeah, except for STEM, right? Yeah, no, STEM for every job, but there are not as many women in STEM. Mm. But they they make this as far as Corn Ferry said they say they make the same as men in the same jobs. Okay, so just curious to know what you thought. Are you afraid of being disliked by candidates or or, or clients? What do you mean afraid? God. Well, you yeah, know. Great question. Oh, well, I, mean, I like this guy. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, I mean he think, he thinks the same way that I do. Some of these questions uh-huh. are phrased. Really, only to be headline and, and and shocking questions when they shouldn't even be asked. Ambiguous. Yeah. Are you afraid? Are yeah. you scared? Yeah. Yeah. Are you afraid to say to ask too many questions or challenge people? Um, with what like the clients people. giving you information, you say, wait a second, you want this, you want that, you want that. Are you going to challenge that client, or are you afraid you're going to alienate her and she's you know going to pull the job or something like that? Uh, I mean, I'll let you slide with the, with the vague words just because we're it's your show. But you know, to answer the question, it depends on the situation. It depends on how you know how good of a client this has been in the past which contact within the client i'm talking to what type of job we're recruiting what's going on with the candidates i mean i'll if i'm going to try to blow something up just to see what happens i'll do it i'll do it in a professional way but yeah i will say hey you know Susie, we can't go three days without any feedback from an interview. I said, you know, that makes me look dumb to my candidate, or if it's another recruiter in the company, that makes me look dumb 
to that recruiter, then that recruiter looks dumb to the candidate, then we get a bad reputation. So we need to hear, you know, next business day, if somebody interviewed you with you, we need to hear something. Even if it's, hey, I'm super busy, I'll get you an email tonight with feedback, or let's talk tomorrow. But that, that's probably the most typical is getting feedback from an interview. That's and can I, can that's I just the, add something? I mean, just on the topic, I doubt Animal will ask the question. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw this in. You can, and using that as a specific example, you can't even say that unless you've spoken with the customer previously about, hey, what is the process? And you've agreed that you'll hear from them, say, within a day. A day is reasonable. So until you've had that agreement, you can't even you can't even call them on the carpet for being three days without feedback if you've never discussed it. Well, so, you're right. No, you're, you're right. Wrong. You can't call them on the carpet. You're wrong. You can, you can reference. I'm wrong. 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 You say, suck, animal. <laughs> You could say, hey, you know, maybe if we didn't talk about this up front or if you forget or I didn't make myself clear, here's what happens if we don't get timely feedback from you, and this is how we define feedback as timely. But you're right. I mean, it it is good to talk about those things up front. but You have to. Otherwise, you have no license to say this sucks. Because well, no, I, you, and I'm not saying I don't bring that up up front, but sometimes no, I, I know. Sometimes I was just, they forget. Sometimes there's so many things going on, they don't I was even just remember that, that out for the li- listeners in Rio, Linda. Yes. Mm. Okay. okay. So, yeah, that, that's okay. one example. You, okay. Well, if you've got more, I'm, I'm willing to listen. But it sounds like, uh, yeah, you're you're really hesitant to criticize these people. But you'll you'll I haven't criticized somebody in twenty five <laughs> years, dude. What, what where does where does criticizing someone even come into play? Do you How find yourself animal criticizing you, listen, your customers? Listen, listen, Susie, are you living in the real world? I mean <laughs> okay, not a word back. <laughs> I bet, I bet your long term lifelong customer list is pretty long. Yeah. You making an offer or not? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Why are you wasting my yeah. time? This is a bunch of shit. Oops. And then, and then that, if, if they're rude to you, you can always, this one's fun. To say, you know what, Mary, it's okay if you don't want to work with me. Recruiting is an interesting industry because every company serves a purpose. You're either a client or you're a source. So thank you for your time, and I hope you have a great week. Ow. Mm, that's where we – You know, that's, that's an where, interesting thing. Ouch. How long – That's here, where our paths Jeff. split. <laughs> Jeff. And I yeah. I don't bring that out nope. often. Just I, every once in a while, when somebody's really rude for no reason. Good yeah. way to get a bad mark on your ethical uh, black eye there. What do you mean, uh, ethical he doesn't black do eye? That. What's an ethical if black eye? If you tell eye? your clients that, you know, you're like the mafia. Who said they were you know? a client? Who said they hey, were a client? You either pay me, either you either pay me, you um, you know, every week, or I'm going to steal from you. I mean, you know, I didn't on. say that. That's not what I said. That's what it implies. That's what you implied. I said it in a professional manner. I just gave them some information about the recruiting industry. But let's let's be let's be practical here. How many times have you actually said that to a company? In my life, maybe seven or eight times. Seven or eight. And I've been doing this for fifteen years. So once every other year. It's still a bit much, but it's within your within your uh, wheelhouse. Do it. Okay, how long, how long? They, they thought it was funny. They were like, I well, never thought of it like that. That's a good point. Uh, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Look, how um, 
Uh, how long should a, a – I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to do an ad, and you'll have time to think about it. How long should a recruiter own a candidate? Like usually uh, recruiters say, if I present someone to you today, uh, you can't hire that person for the next 12 months without I, paying I start with and two I years know, in my contract. Let's get to that. Let me let me do an ad, and we'll come back to you. We'll have an extended discussion about it. Hi, everybody. I want to talk about my good friends at PC Recruiter again. You know what? Tap it up, tap it up, dude. Seriously, that really start Are, again. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> hey, everybody. I wouldn't pay for that hey, ad. Everybody. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Yeah. 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 There Recruiter. you go. Is that how you want me to sound, Jerry? Yeah. PC Recruiter. Yeah, they know what you want even before you call them. You know why? Because they know what everybody wants because they're the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. They are good for every kind of recruiting. And I want to tell you something else that I didn't say a few minutes ago. They are so configurable that they are going to suit you. There's lots of people. Paul Lippmann. Paul Lippmann is on the show today. And if I'm not mistaken, he uses PC Recruiter. Paul, am I right? Paul, you still with us? You, well, this is this would be a paid an, uh, endorsement because he gave me a free month for for being so nice to him. But yes, it's very configurable. Okay, and that is that what you like the most about PC Recruiter? No, I think customer service is what I like the most. Tell us a bit about that. They've got, you know, you got a problem, they're going to fix it. You got what a type question, of problem? They're going to answer it. Give us an example. Something doesn't work right. There's a bug, or you don't understand how to set something up. They got great customer service, great training. It's people. The people behind it is what really, really makes it stand out. Okay. And the configurability. uh, Okay. And what questions? You know, people are always asking, what kind of ATS should I buy, or which ATS? What are the important issues? You, you just said service is the number one issue for you. Anything else? Reliability, doing you know, keeping up with new uh, with new practices like being able to text people from from the uh, you know with their uh, with their configuration with uh, one of the phone systems. You can text right from your ATS. It's very nice. Okay, and are those things that you can know in advance? Did you know that before you purchased, or is that things you found out after? Um, I think, you know, I don't remember. With the texting piece, I, I may have read it beforehand. But, yeah, I mean, configuration oh, okay. is very configurable, very easy to use. Okay. Thank you very much. There you go. I don't have to scream and shout on this ad because you had Paul Littman, a very subdued Paul Littman. I usually think of him as a more enthusiastic kind of guy, but I caught him unawares, I have to admit. (laughs) But he's a user, and he told you what he likes. It's true, okay? PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Thank you. Thank you, Paul Lippman. Back to our guest, Jeff Enderton. Jeff, are you serious? That was great pronunciation. Okay. Do you tell – it was um, enunciation, actually. Do you tell people in your contract – that you own that candidate for two years after you're long forgotten. It's September 27, 2017, and then if August uh, 2019 somebody happens to hire someone you sent them today and you've never spoken to that company again 
and you find out they hired your candidate, you're going to send them an invoice two years from now? Well, first of all, I don't own any human, so I would I would change your 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 choice of word with that. Second of all, I, I have never had a company sign a contract with me, and I've never spoken to them again. So um, I'm not really sure of your description of how this would play out, but I, I do have signed contracts that cover me on submitted candidates for two years, yes. Really? Jerry, comment your question, really. No, I'm not obsessed with this topic like you are with this whole visionary thing. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe you're finished. Be after six, maybe after six or ten months, you're well, finished. That, wouldn't that, with being Gavin, wouldn't that kind of trend me towards a visionary category? Like if I envision them hiring them twenty-three months from now, <laughs> that that would make me a visionary. If I make I, it I twenty-four you, months, you're a visionary <laughs> if you can actually get them to pay. Uh, who, who, who are you? What candidate? I can't imagine okay, that's someone. Where, that's where LinkedIn job updates come in real handy. Like, hey, he just got a job. Yeah, how I do, think how I submitted do, him there like a year ago. But what if they ago. say, look, we, he was presented, this candidate was presented by somebody else a no. month ago, okay? Don't tell well, us. I submitted him This person still has a relationship ago, and, with you. Uh, you talked about him with me, and I have emails that show you, you communicated with me about this candidate. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Who said, oh, jeez? Well, no, OGs, oh, because it's a double-edged sword. We get we 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 want to protect our referral, but boy, if we submit somebody and someone else had them in there 12 months ago, boy, we get very mad about that, don't we? And, and we I don't get we, mad. I got fired. It. That recruiter did a better oh, job. Than I did. You're going to fight it though. But you know, everybody else said the we recruiter didn't do a better principle. job if it was 12 months ago and nothing happened, and then. Some other position comes across. No, but he he, he developed a relationship, or the recruiter developed a relationship with the candidate before me, and got got a contract with the company probably before me, and submitted before me. So, in my opinion, that's well, and then and then uh, blew on out of town working with the next uh, fly-by-night customer. Here, here's Dude, the a lot issue. Of, a lot is of it with the company there. or with the relate? Is the is the is if you are have that one-year relationship with the entire company and John Smith. You talk to you know uh, today, and one year later, you know, is the hiring manager, and one year later, someone else hires the guy, or six months later, someone else hires the guy from the same company. Are you owed a fee? Uh, it depends. It would depend on the the history. Okay, so it's not a it's not with the company. It's with the it's with the job order or with the no, not necessarily. Like I said, it would. I mean, you're you're creating a hypothetical, so you can't really answer a hypothetical well, because there's it's not, not a hypothetical because I've had it happen to me in the past. Who's you know? this? And then is the this question, Paul? This is Paul. I've had, I mean, oh, I've okay. been doing this for 20 years. I've had this happen That's to great. me in the past where well, I made a, a referral. There's a lot of vagueness in this industry. Yeah, well, there just, is. You would agree, right? Look, look. Don't make me mute everyone so I could close the show. I want to thank everybody who's been on. The great Jimmy Durbin. I loved his work today, challenging our guest. Paul mm-hmm. Lipman, I want to thank him very much for helping me with the ad. Michael G. Cox got a few words in there. I don't know if Paul S. Baird was, uh, mm. Richard S. Baird was listening. Almost forgot his name now. The great Jerry Albright, Maureen Sherub, busy on Twitter. Although I have to tell you, I think uh, Jeff and Jerry were kind of right. The Twitter channel, uh, in relation to this show, has has almost dried up. We used to have like 40 or 80 tweets. There's not that many anymore. People just aren't doing it. I, I don't know why. I miss okay. those days. And, that, was, uh, that was a good time back then, though. Back before everybody knew what a complete anybody, time suck Twitter was and a waste of time. 
Yeah. Remember that? Oh, last message. I got a new sponsor. You'll find out about him next week. Oh, Everybody, did I thank the, the guest, Jeff Anderson? Thank you. Ah!